You're listening to The Doers Podcast, right here on The Doers Network. And now, here's your host, Donald Robinson II. Welcome, everyone, to The Doers Network. I'm your host, Donald Robinson II. And on the line, we have Shelby Tinsley, founder and creator of I Shall Be, a wonderful motivational and inspirational app. You can check it out on the App Store, Google Play, look it up, join up, sign up. So, Shelby, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking. So, Shelby, for the, all the listeners out there that are listening to the Doers Network, let's get into a little bit of your background and where you come from and what you've been doing. So, who is Shelby Tinsley and what is your background? Oh, cool. So, I'm born and raised in Detroit. I went to Southeastern High School, went on to Florida and University. I moved back and went to grad school at UAD. And in amongst those things, I was hit with several different challenges. So I said, why not come up with an app that encourages people to speak nothing but positive things into existence? But not only sending them just affirmations, but we're going to send them music and videos where they're not only able to hear these things, but they're also able to see people tell their story. So it's very interesting that I came up with the app because my back, I'm not a, I'm not an app developer. I'm not a tech savvy person. I'm, you know, I know how to work a computer, but other than that, it's just, I'm pretty much a hands-on person. So my background is in psychology. It's in industrial organizational psychology. So I work in HR for Wayne County. That's my background. And I came up with the idea to do an app. So I was able to successfully do that just by being patient and finding someone who can work with me, but also not only help build the app, but also teach me some backgrounds in building uh, an app, but also the whole tech world as well. So you said something that piqued my interest a little while ago. You said something about having challenges. So in your journey to creating your business, what, what were some of the challenges that you went through? Um, I know one challenge for me was just having patience and knowing, you know, just want, just trying to rush things. But in order for things to be successful and also to things to be effectively implemented, you have to have patience. Um, also, just uh, trying to work with the right people. Of course, financial burdens are a part of it because I didn't necessarily have investors. I pretty much funded everything on my own. So it's a lot to building an app in itself, but then also because we're doing weekly videos, video production is a whole nother deal and financial burden itself as well. So just patience, of course, the financial burden, but then also just sometimes your confidence is tested because you're always wondering if it's, if someone's going to like it or not. Right. And what I learned is that when you're trying to motivate everyone, everyone's not going to be motivated by the same thing, but they will be motivated by one thing that will keep them coming to the app. Okay. So give me some examples of what your app is sent as far as any daily motivations or, or maybe one of the scenarios in your video or something like that. Oh, cool. So the way I shall be works is um, we encourage people on Sunday to create their I shall be affirm their, their own I shall be statement, which is I shall be amazing. I shall be happy. Whatever you want to speak into existence for that week, you create it on Sunday. Now, the trick with I shall be and what makes it different from other affirmation apps is that we're pretty much make you're holding us accountable to make sure that we're that you're sticking to the affirmation that you created in the beginning of the week. 
So Monday through Friday, we're sending, we're pretty much your accountability partner where on Mondays, we send you a motivational Monday video. On Tuesday, we send you Tuesday's tune of the day. And Wednesday through Friday, we're sending you quotes just to make sure you're abiding by it. But the cool thing about it is that it's an interactive app. So with the, on this platform of social media, um, for example, is that you're interacting with different people, but you're also encouraging people to speak nothing but positive things into existence. So Don on the app, if you created your I shall be statement, I'll come on and say, hey, Don, how are you doing? How are things coming along? Um, and just kind of making sure I'm motivating you as well. So that's how I shall be works. Okay. So how do you pair up people? Let's say if you have a hundred people that sign up and you have, do you have a, like a team that reaches out to them? Um, are you doing it by yourself or how, how does that work? So I do have a team and, um, and it's honestly a team of volunteers who help me with, I shall be as an app in itself. However, we also do, do events. Um, we try to do them every other month. So we have, I have my team who helps out with the events per se, but then they also help out as far as planning things ahead of time. So as for example, when we talk about I shall be the notifications and the videos have, I pretty, I started filming videos over a year ago. So we're pushing them out now. So as far as like loading the things onto the app, those things are already kind of set in stone months before. I hope oh. that, does that answer your question? Yep. And then in terms of like, let's say when you went through both undergrad and graduate school, are you using some of that experience as your inspiration for how you developed it? Can you give me an example of a time in school when you felt like you were maybe at the end of the rope or you were at your lowest point? Do you have any experience like that to, to relate to? Oh, yeah. So I always use the example. My experiences from when I graduated, actually, from undergrad and just coming out of undergrad and not having a job is a, a challenge in itself. And I went to school in Florida, so I came actually had to come back home to Michigan. I never thought that I would have to move back. And that there was also a motivation to me wanting to, that's a motivation today to me starting this app. And then also once I graduated with my um, master's degree, I was going through the same thing where I didn't have a job for almost a year. And I ended up having to settle for a job where I was being paid less, you know, not what I thought that I would be getting paid for, you know, with the master's degree. So those experiences there is what are the challenges that I face, personal challenges that I face where I told people, I questioned myself, I questioned my existence saying, you know, if I'm not excelling, if I'm not succeeding, what's the purpose of me being here? Wow. So those are the challenges that um, I've overcome and will also encourage me to create this app because again, we are faced with challenges daily and we're so, because of those challenges and the obstacles that we do face, we're, we're a lot of us are quick to say, oh, well, this isn't, this isn't possible. I'm not going to succeed. I'm just going to give up. When those things are the things are not happening because we're speaking those things, those negative things into existence. So I shall be main goal is to encourage people to overwhelm negative thoughts with positive action. So by speaking those positive things into existence, so that you overwhelm those negative thoughts that you're having. Okay. Well, how did you overcome your own personal challenges? Oh, 
so right now, um, which I'm open about talking about, was I went through therapy and then also just increasing my relationship with God. Those are the two main things that I was able to do. One thing that I did try to do um, amongst those challenges was overwork myself. So um, even like now, what I've done was I've got like three different jobs on top of I shall be just trying to over just trying to overwhelm myself so that I don't necessarily have negative thoughts. But what happens is when you do those things is that you're not only overwhelming yourself, but you're also not being effective in your goal that you want to set because you're overworking. Right. So one thing that I had to do was kind of take a step back, start meditating, start. I went, I started going to therapy. Um, I also started to, um, just started just reevaluating things and not overthinking things. And that just comes, you know, overthinking just comes with anxiety in itself. Yep. But my, I always say the goal is to smile more. If once you smile more, you laugh more, life gets a lot better. And it feels really good. I mean, laughter is good for the soul. Yeah. Yeah. Absol- that's absolutely true. Um, and in terms of your overcoming, how, what, what was the uh, tipping point? that you saw as going upward? Because I think a lot of people in the community have an issue with even being open to and embracing therapy because a lot of people think it's some type of, you know, negative connotation with it. Like you're crazy, something's wrong with you and all this other stuff. But it, we, you know, I've come to find it's not true at all. It's actually just like having an extended friend, like an extended network of your network. You know, and it's like you talk to somebody, they're, they're, they're not there to judge you. They're not there to really guide you. They're there to help you find out about yourself. And you, what you really do, a good therapist, I think, is someone who lets you talk out your own feelings. And then they just kind of sit there because it's about connection. And I think once we connect with a certain vibe, uh, you know, if our spirits connect that way, I think that's what helps us out. And um, but getting back to the topic, though, what was the turning point for you that you saw the daylight at the end of the tunnel? Um. I will say once I started seeing I shall be coming to like it started to develop when we created the first Instagram page and we we started people started responding started doing their I shall be statements and uh, even when we're out doing interviews and people are like you know what thank you so much for this um, or when we we have people in Nigeria and London and uh, Toronto respond it's just wow. those are the things that I said okay I'm this is. It's, start, it's starting to, I'm, I, I start seeing I shall be having an impact on people. Yeah. And like I said, I just, the overall, because when we get on social media, which I absolutely love Instagram and Facebook because I shall be, that's how we've been able to get more downloads and that's how we've been able to reach people through these platforms. Sure. However, sometimes when you get on these platforms, you don't know what you're going to get. I always say like, sometimes I get on there, it's like, I haven't seen someone have a baby. I didn't see open heart surgery. I didn't see all kinds of things and not saying, I know those things that can be beautiful at times, but you know, I may not wanted to see that at that moment. Right. So the idea is that when, and a lot of times and people nowadays say with social media is that they look at it and they look for it to have validation from others. Yep. So, and that's where that can kind of be very, uh, it can be very uh, frustrating, but most importantly, it can be kind of like uh, it can affect someone's confidence. Yeah. So that's what I think where I saw the light in the tunnel where I started seeing more people talking about what they're going to speak into existence and then feeling a lot better about themselves. So when we started seeing people doing their I shall be statements, 
that's when I said, okay, it's, it was meant for me to do this. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. That's just a wonderful story to have, you know, to be of immediate impact in people's lives. And I think what you're doing is kind of an embodiment of the ideal of what social media was really created to be and what it was all about. It was about connecting people and along the way helping them. Uh, of course, because it's it's general public. I mean, because it's worldwide, based on the technology we have currently, anybody anywhere can touch it at any moment. So you're liable to get anything. That's the only, you know, that's the only cautionary tale. But at the same time, there's a lot of more stories I think out there like yours. I think yours is more of the norm than the crazy stuff because a lot of stuff that you see this that's, you know, sensationalistic or whatever, or extreme is because people are looking to get attention. They want views. They want millions of people to view it. You know, it doesn't even matter if it has substance. It's just as long as I get the views, that's all they care about. Right. As long as I get the views, I get the following. Yeah. Um, I get the likes. Yeah. You know, and it's just like it's so much more to life than that. And I get and I like I said, it's been times where I said, Oh my goodness, when is Shelby when is I Shelby's account gonna get up to two K uh, you know, followers? Yeah. But I said, you know, what's more important to me is where someone says, you know, where we get screenshots and they saying, Thank you for this because we needed this or at one time one time someone uh, they actually text me. They said, I really needed this message today. And they said, and they also, they followed up sending me a link saying, this message related to this article. And the two together is what's helping me get through the day. Yeah. So we get those, when I get those kind of things, that's more important to me than a like or a follow. You know, so it's just, I want, it's, we kind of have to get in the habit of speaking things into existence. And just yep. honestly, I always say just living life to the fullest. Yeah, because again, not to be—I know it's a cliche, but it's as as real as possible—is that we only have we are only granted one life, so we have to live it. We have to live it, but most importantly, as we go through things, we have to make sure that we push through it. Absolutely, I would say life is pretty boring without obstacles and challenges. And once you get over those obstacles and challenges, you're going to be able to look back, have your sip of uh, lemonade, and say, you know what, it was worth the fight. Yeah, and you can be able to enjoy looking back down at tunnel and saying, you know what, this is what I came from. And then you'll be able to sit around and tell people your journey and help someone get through something that they may have challenged and experienced or currently challenging or experienced. Oh yeah. And that's part of the connection that we all have as human beings. I think the World Wide web, the internet and social media now have all played a part in connecting with people. And I think that what you're doing is like a slow burn, but the slow burn is the better burn because of the impact it's not about the quantity it's the quality i mean 10 million people can watch somebody slide up a slope and hit their head that's that's great that's funny for the time but guess what at that time if they don't hit those 10 million hits in that instant moment they're done you know but right. yours can hit 10 million hits over the next five years but at, at that at that same time frame you're saving lives and like you said about the example earlier this person might have been in a, in a desperate situation where they might have thought well, they may have thought it as drastic as committing suicide. And then, you know, exposure to your app might have made the difference in making them want to live. I mean, it's, it sounds cliche-ish and a little extreme, but but sometimes, as, as we see in our national headlines, you know, especially in late, recent years, that's what it's come to be. It could be one fateful moment, one fateful decision that can turn the clock, you know, um, and just make a difference in someone's life. Um, and then in terms of the, how did you come, how did you come up with the name I shall be? 
Oh, cool. So my the name I show be is of course a play on my name. Okay. And so my aunt actually named me, and when they were when she was helping my mom try to figure out a name, and amongst her helping her, she said what they said what shall her name be, and she said you know what there it is it shall be Shelby. She yeah. went on to say she shall she she went on to say she shall be whatever she puts her mind to. And from there, she kind of created an affirmation over my life. And that's something that I always try my best to live by. And with that being said, I said, you know what? I want to create, I want people to be able to, again, it goes back to our, our mission is to speak nothing but positive things into existence. So that's how we, honestly, the name, the name I shall be came about before the whole idea of the app did, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's awesome. And then, so it's a testimony to your life that you're putting out there and your business is you. That, to me, that's the true sign of an entrepreneur where your business is you. you know, and, and your outlook determines the success of your business. And, you know, just by your positive attitude, I can see a lot of successful years for you because of who you're touching, what you're doing, and what your heart is, is emitting to the world. You know, because it's your light that's shining upon thousands, thousands of people. And, and in terms of that, how many people use your app right now? Are you guys tracking the data on that or, or how, how's the traffic oh, with it? Oh, yeah. So we've officially we officially download. Um, we officially hit the stores in November. So be- so right now we're at about 300 downloads. And okay. that's between both Android and iPhone users. Okay. And then, it, uh, so they are when the, when you say downloads, are they downloading the, the videos or are they downloading audio? What, what are they actually downloading? So they actually download those that are active people who have the app on their phone. Okay. Yep. And so the videos and everything are all that's accessed through the app. So in order for anyone to see a video or even get the quote, they have to download the app. Okay. So let's say I sign up for I Shall Be Right. What do I get like daily? Um, daily affirmations that come to me through like a notification or through my email or how does it work so once you download i shall be the app you will receive daily affirmations via the on your phone the email you will receive you're just receiving like newsletters and updates about the app as well as about our event okay what kind of events are you all holding so we hold all kinds of events, rather it's um, health and wellness, or rather it's just panel discussions on various topics. So um, our most recent event was I Shall Be Fit, which was a live cooking demonstration with Chef Q. And we pretty much talked about healthy, a lot of times we always talking about fitness, whether um, mainly being physical activity. But a lot of what a lot of people don't know is that in order... Um, healthy eating plays a major role in fitness as well so we had chef q come in to do a live cooking demonstration where it was like amazing because we always said like eating healthy doesn't have to be so boring so she did an amazing live cooking demonstration and the food was delicious and surprisingly everything was vegan however she did provide one meat option for those meat lovers okay now in terms of um when you when you started when when did you start I shall be? So, I officially started working on I. Let me see. I came up. I said, you know what? I put the idea into action December two thousand sixteen. Okay. 
then we eventually started building that at March 2017. Okay. And so then from March, and then the app was available for download um, November 2017. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's good. I mean, you got good tra- good traction, good traffic. Um, the wonderful thing about the internet is that um, the wonderful thing about the internet is that you never know. It's exciting too to be in a, a web-based entrepreneur because you may get a hundred downloads tomorrow. You know, it's just by being on the app store and being in the Google play store and things like that, you never know. There's a lot of traffic that goes through there. They see a lot of different things. I think that self-help is more of a long-term thing for everybody anyway, because I think that uh, a lot of people, they hear these terms about self-help. They see all the different motivational speakers, but in my opinion, and, and things I've seen, I mean, when I looked at I Shall Be myself, I said, wow, there's nothing else out there that gives you a daily affirmation directly through, you know, 21st century devices. You know, they they, right. they, they really show you, that really pushes you because most times you may have a friend that may text you in the morning or you may have a, a motivational trainer or somebody else who, who personally does it, but to have it through a formal app, that's that's really a great great invention and i think that uh, that's why i say i think it's just a matter of time before it really catches on um and it won't it won't be long because people in today's society all the headlines we see the tragedies you know with people harming each other hurting each other we need more positive messages anyway as a whole um you know and then there could be people on jobs that are stressed out there could be people at home stressed out but um, a daily affirmation comes to them directly through a, a mobile device helps you know it helps in, in i think in tremendous ways probably even better than going to see a therapist because it's something that's right there to you close and personal and like right. i said that i hope what i hope for is that with the i shall be app that it breaks that barrier we talked about earlier with people being afraid or or dis- dismissing therapy you know because it, it, this really is a form of therapy but they it's more about encouragement the focus is encouragement and empowerment versus you know, somebody thinking that you're crazy and, or judgment, you know, and, and, and I, I commend you for the effort. That's why I was so excited to have you on the podcast, because when I first heard about you guys last fall, I really felt like this was a great, great, great effort. Um, and, and I, you know, I know that you all will be successful with it because with young people like yourselves out there pushing the envelope and doing great things, it can't help but to make a difference in a positive light in somebody's, in somebody's life. You know, um, but the other thing, I wanted to ask you too is in terms of growing your business, what so far, what's, what's been some of the valuable life lessons you've learned in growing it in growing. I shall be as the app. I want to, well, it goes back to one of the life lessons is patience. Um, I can't press that enough. There's been times where I was trying to rush things and members on my team said, just, just kind of slow down. And once I, once I slowed down, I realized that it takes patience. It takes hard work. But it also takes that time where you have to take a step back and just kind of let things flow. So then that way it will effectively roll out. And yeah. that's just that's one life lesson that I've just learned in every aspect of life is to not rush things. Right. Um, a few weeks ago, we um, the feature of the week was this guy named Joe Robinson. And he's in his video. He said that you have to race the race normally. Don't try to race the race and try to cut corners or get, you know, take shortcuts. Once you do those things, you're going to miss some things along the journey. Right. So you have to be patient and go along with the flow, the, the, you know, the way 
along the journey that it's been designed for you. And don't necessarily try to follow someone else, the same path someone else took. Right. You can kind of seek for to them for advice and tips, but just follow your own journey and your own path. So that's just something that I've, I've learned. I mean, I've always been taught patience, but it hasn't necessarily hit me in where I'm actually applying it to my own personal life until I started working on I Shall Be. Okay. Um, that's one life journey. And the next life journey is, uh, I will say is, I've always been, this is, I've always been very open and very polite to others, but I have to say for this podcast, be, don't necessarily, don't outcast anyone. Be open to everyone that you speak that that's surrounded by you, no matter what they look like or what they, um, or how they may talk. Uh, you just never know who's who in a room. So I always say speak to everyone because I've been granted opportunities by someone, by people that I will least, that, that I, me and completely honest, that I would at least expect someone to provide me the opportunity. Sure. So just be very mind, be mindful of just how you present yourself and always be kind and nice to people. Um, Speak to everyone. A lot of times people always say, well, you're too nice, you're too nice. But I always say it's not necessarily about being too nice, but you never know how you speak to someone may not not only impact them, but how it may impact you in the future. Yeah. I think a lot of people take a misnomer to that because they think that that's some kind of form of weakness. They think there's some kind of something wrong with that because, you know, it's easy to get, and I think it, as human beings, it's easy to get caught up in the negative. It's, 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 it's a, it's a kind of a, like a human nature phenomenon to me. Um, in my old life, I've thought of, uh, reflected on things and things that have happened to me and others. And it's like, you know, when you when you do when something negative happens, if your whole life, if you if your if your life to this date is ninety nine percent positive, you've had great experiences, you have loving fa- loving family, you've had a lot of great experiences to share and remember and remember for yourself. That one percent of bad experiences, you'll harp on that more than anything else. I don't know what it is about us, but it just seems like that's a lot of the case. So then when people have become now hardened to certain things and when you say you're too nice, I mean, sometimes I don't, sometimes I wonder what people mean because I, in my opinion, there's not a such thing as being too nice. You can be, I, I think the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can be overly nice. I mean, you, maybe you can be maybe overly nice in a certain situation, but, being too nice means that you won't be Bill Gates. You won't be Zuckerberg. You won't be these tech leaders, tech founders, people who are kind, nice people who do help people. You won't be that if you're too, if you're, if you're going to fight against being too nice, because it's, it's really an illusion. You know, the hardness thing is an illusion. Toughness is an illusion. The tougher people I think are the ones who are nice and are emotionally honest with themselves and do give out of kindness and out of the generosity of their hearts. I think those are the toughest people because most people can't do it. Um, and and then also there there's a there's a life energy that goes with that in terms of what you put out there, you get back. And people think it's a cliche about karma and other things like that, but it actually very it's very true. You think it, it becomes so. You treat people a certain way, you get that treatment back. And uh, I say that you know with you, I, that's why I can tell you you're just the type of person to be open and giving, but you're. Re- in the universe that we are existing in, you're giving back because of what you've given out. Um, and so I shall be is, is a proclamation, not just for you, but for anybody that's, that's touched by it. 
And that and by itself, that energy level and that energy circle and cycle is going to help success of the app. You know, and I think that's the other thing about technology. It's interesting that you said earlier that you're not a technologist by heart, you're not a developer or a coder, but a lot of times you don't have to be if you're the visionary. The visionary is the one who sees down the road anyway. But the right. coders and the developers are the foot soldiers that make it happen. So it's like, you know, being a tech entrepreneur yourself, you know, there's some things I'm going to ask you in a few minutes, but, you know, just know for yourself that you are in that tech hub, you know, with the rest of us, which I commend you for because there's a lot of great things going on here in Detroit, Metro Detroit area, Ann Arbor area, Michigan as a whole. We're starting to have that resurgence. And I think that the state is it's getting to the, to me, it's getting to the point where the state itself is it's proclaiming its I shall be identity because for so long we've depended on things like the auto industry. We were one trick pony for so many years. That pony ran out, the legs fell out and we, you know, we fell to the bottom through bankruptcy, but now we're getting back on the legs of the, the, the horse's legs are healing. We get back up on our feet and now we're pro- proclaiming our identity and who we are. And, and that's, you can see that every day in what's going on, you know, and, um, so in terms of, um, I know you've had some events down at Bamboo and things like that. Are are you um are you gonna? I mean, I know you'll probably hold some things in the future at Bamboo. But how did you get affiliate with with Bamboo Detroit? So Bamboo Detroit has been very supportive of I Shall Be from the very beginning. Um, so actually, my family. Is the, are the owners of Macalive Community Resource Center? Okay, and they're members of of their members of Bamboo. So from the, from there, it the relationship was built. Um, they they actually Bamboo hosted our um, Bamboo and Macalive. They hosted our uh, the the launch celebration. Right. So it has been Bamboo. Everyone there has been very supportive. I shall be. I, <laughs> Again, that goes back to just being nice and being kind to people and just being open to, you know, words of wisdom. And most importantly, just speaking to people and just talking. It's just a lot of times we always talk about network, network, network. But a lot of times we go to these network events, you don't people don't necessarily want to speak with you or they don't want to talk or they just hand you a business card and go about their day. It's so much more to networking. It's all about building a relationship. Yes. And just having a genuine conversation. So that's how we've been able to build our relationship with Bamboo. And we're now members of Bamboo as well. Great. Great. Excellent. And I think the whole Bamboo community is reflective on the energy, on what you just talked about with that energy, because people are really friends with each other and working together. And in the tech industry, that's how a lot of great ideas and great companies were created. People sat around and talked with each other. You know, they would, develop relationships by seeing each other at different events. And I think like for myself, I've been coming to bamboo events for three years and, and be able to meet uh, just a, a whole cast of great people, wonderful people that are doing great things, including yourself. And I'm glad that I was, a, I'm a part of that because there's a certain energy that goes with that. And people, you can really feel when people are genuine and they really want to build relationships um, and you're right, because I've, I've been to things before where people just pass out cards, but that's because they only have a finite agenda, very small, a very small, narrow agenda. But it's more about building a community. And that's what Bamboo, to me, represents in the heart of downtown Detroit. It's about building community and expanding on it so that we can go out here so that we all can go out here and show the world what we have to offer. And um, 
it's perfect timing because again, with the resurgence of Detroit and Detroit redefining its own identity, then now we we're able to be a part of that and be the the fun, some of the catalysts that really help that identity become a worldwide known phenomenon. And um, the other thing, um, your your where's your are your is your office in Detroit? Oh, so we prime we work primarily out of bamboo. Okay, and so um, now in terms of being involved with because because with uh, with bamboo there's a lot of tech entrepreneurs and I'm pretty sure you've met a lot of people there are, are you are you do you have any perspective on the entrepreneurship scene and the tech scene in Detroit specifically um I'm, I'm excited to see what it's going to turn into actually I think it's gonna it's not doing anything but progressing yeah um, it's it's very. It's going to be very interesting to see the just how the workforce is going to change drastically. Yeah. Um. With so many entrepreneurs is, that are you know kind of stepping outside of the tradition of, you know, working for you know major companies or Fortune five hundred companies. Right. So I think that, I honestly think that it's gonna it's progressing, but I do wonder how the other companies will, you know, still stay stable as well. Yeah. With it, so many, with this, with the, with the generations now, um, that are coming up in the workforce, with some of them just kind of staying in the workforce for maybe two to five years, and they're, you know, they're taking off into their own, they're branching out into their entrepreneurial um, work, and yeah. they're succeeding. Yeah. So I, I think it's a beautiful thing, but I do, you know, I also do wonder what are organizations doing now to sustain their company as well as how are they sustain their company with employees? Well, I think that a lot of that is um, the companies, old stalwarts like Ford, GM, Chrysler, they're forced, I would say, to reinvent themselves because of the population. Like you guys, the millennials are really changing the game in terms of the workforce, you know, and right. the tech industry has done that as well um, because starting in the early 2000s when, when the web was taken off and, Everybody was clamoring to build websites and, and develop things like that. The the old school Rust Belt companies, the old school, you know, manufacturing, sales, retail, food service, all those traditional companies had to redefine themselves and stay relevant and be existing in the web world. Because if you didn't have if you don't have a website by now, you're practically irrelevant. And if you don't have any social media, you're even behind people who are on the web that have social media. So it's like the thing, the way things are taken off, just as the tech and as the tech industry worldwide, you know, it, it provides a lot of growth and it forces people to grow. It's like a growing pain that's, I wouldn't say forced on people, but you really don't have a choice if you want to stay relevant and you want to stay out here. Um, and you look at advertising uh, ag agencies and companies are the prime example. It used to be a time where ads were just print, radio, TV, maybe you know some ads and when you go to see movies, but now it's everywhere. They have you have to have you know, a presence on YouTube. You got to have a presence on Vimeo. You got to have an app. You got to have a lot of different things now. And so a lot of the traditional ad agencies have turned into digital marketing media, straight up media companies where they're doing all kinds of different things. I mean, some of them even, some of them even have podcasts because, because of the wave of the future is here and, and, and you have to get on board. It's like a train that's taken off from the station. Either you get on board or you're going to be left behind. Um, right. So it just makes for a very dynamic, interesting thing. And, and like you said earlier, it's interesting to see what Detroit's role in that whole technology universe is, because 
we have so many things to offer and we have so many great people who are here or have been born here and left. And there's a lot of great people like yourself who are coming back. And that's the great thing because any metropolitan area, the future of any economy is the youth. You know, the young people drive the future of the economy and jobs and businesses and everything else. You know, the spending power is tremendous. So if you guys don't spend money, if you guys don't have efforts where you make an income for yourself, taking care of yourself, these these businesses are, are not going to eat. You know, they're not going to have income. So like we said, so bringing it recap to, to what we're talking about starting out is that if the companies don't adapt to what the needs of the population are, they're going to fall by the wayside. You know, unfortunately, you see companies like a company I grew up with and you did too, Toys R Us going bankrupt. You know, it's right. just, it was it, it, that was even, you know, if you if you'd have told me that five years ago, I would have laughed at you because it's just unheard. They've been around forever. But, right. you know, bookstore, devastating. Yeah, devastating. But a lot of that is because I don't think it's because those companies have failed. It's just that they didn't turn that corner in in enough time. You know, find, you know, I mean, t- of course, Toys R Us had the website, they had the app and all this other stuff. But how much more could they have done if they would have had online advertising, if they would have had online videos that you can only stream through means like Hulu or Netflix or whatever? How 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 much further would they have went? We don't know. And then even and then see with bankruptcy in the American economy has always been an interesting thing because it doesn't mean you're done. It just means you're going to start over. Either you're going to rebrand yourself or create something totally new. So I think that for the people that, you know, are, have been the decision makers at Toys R Us, maybe they'll come up with something even better and co- even better and cooler and finally capture the attention of young people. You know, it, it could be it be that role. But the one thing we do know is that brick and mortars are really by themselves becoming a thing of the past. Malls are, are closing. Stores are closing. A lot of things are changing because of the Internet, because of the Web. So, you know, and I just feel like with something like I shall be, you know, it's like if. I'm feeling down and I'm in, en route to a job or en route to whatever destination. I don't have to sit back and, and find something to do to find something to motivate me. I have it right in my palm. I have it right in my disposal, you know, and, and let's say, for example, in our area, the, the car technology, you know, you, you can have the app through your car now, you know, and, and you can listen to it on the way to work, on the way to home, on the way to anywhere you're going. So, you know, like I said, I, I keep pushing you and your team to keep doing it um, because it's, it's, it's needed. And as long as there's a need, then then that's your job to fill it. Right. And that's and honestly, that's the goal. That is the goal, because there's so much going on right now. And granted, it's for the better, but it's it's going to be challenging, too, because a lot of times we talk about change and innovation, but it's going to be challenging to take some take in some of this change. I was just talking about how the malls are diminishing here. And it's yeah. not really much for us. There's not all of our online shops. All of our shopping has to be done online. Yeah. So that's challenging itself. So that everything that you just said is very true. Very true. Oh, yeah. Couldn't do with that more anymore. Oh, yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Shelby. What, where do you see the entrepreneurship scene, Detroit, Midwest, Michigan? Where, where do you see it being in the next five to ten years? Oh, in the next five to 10 years, I think we're going to be this, this conversation that we're having right now, I think is going to probably be something. I think we're speaking already into existence where we're going to see entrepreneur at an all time high. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it is that 
is not only starting with just millennials. Like, they're going to be 10, 12-year-olds, which are there now. If you see it now, they're 10, 12 millionaires yeah. who are doing videos. And you just, like, think about the things that we did when we were 10. I was just outside playing. Yeah. But now we have business, um, business children who are taking over the entrepreneur scene as well. So in the next in the next ten to excuse me five to ten years, I see entrepreneurship being at an all time high. Yeah. Where we're where we're at the pop up shops, and we're not only seeing just ten businesses, we're going to see over hundreds of businesses from different people from different walks of life. Yeah. They may be, and the cool thing about it all is that it's kind of like a reverse leadership where the younger generation is teaching the older generation about entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I think that's, what's going to be key in the next five to 10 years where you see grandparents who, who always wanted to start their own business, but they've always been about working, working, working in the work in a workforce and making sure they have an amazing pension right. that it's like, they were like, well, wait, you did what? You quit your job and you're doing this on your own? And you're like, wait, well, how did you do it? How did you, you know, they're going, they're asking us for a question. So we're, it's kind of like I said, a reverse mentorship where now we're mentoring the older generations to follow the dreams that they've always wanted to follow and kind of just kind of step out and be brave. Yeah, so yeah. I see, I see that a lot happening in the next five to 10 years. Well, that's a and great... I think that's going to be a beautiful thing. Well, that's a great vision. Great vision because then now you're talking about generational gaps closing. You're talking about bonding. You're talking about a lot of different things. Like you say, grandparents and grandchildren really becoming even closer. Um, and just you know, there might be a take on re re attaching the family bond that's been severed. You know, um, that that's and that's great. Um, like you say, it might maybe be a situation where the ten to twelve year olds of the future are teaching their their grandparents how to not even have a job at all. Like, how did you get all this money? You didn't even have a job. When I was your age, I was delivering papers. Or I was, you know, going to the bagging groceries and, and whatever. And well, you know, grandma, granddad, this is what I did. And let me show you the technology. And this is how it happened. You know, so it's, 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 um, like you say, it's like a reverse passing of the torch, but you're seeing that uh, it's an example of where people can learn from each other. It's not about I'm older. I know more than you. It's more about how, can you teach me because I'm going to help you, of course, because I'm older and I'm the teacher of, for your life. But what else can you teach me? And that's the best way for bonding because you you learn from each other. Right. Now, in terms of um, we talked a little bit about events, but let's go back to I shall be. What's your vision for the future of I shall be? Because I know. Oh, the other before I get into that, pardon me on that. Let me ask you this. What? In terms of the content, you mentioned uh, Josh having Josh, right? Jo um, Joe. Now you mentioned earlier about Joe having his own video. Do you have guests that that do the content for you, or do you like have like is it a network of people that already work with you, or how how do you come about people that provide the content for you? Okay, so the content, the interesting thing about the content, this is where uh, I shall be sort of came into play as well, is that. The, the quotes and things are pretty much a book of things that I've collected over years. And I came up with the idea because I said, here I am, I'm going to church and I'm writing down notes, but what exactly am I doing with the notes? Right. I may review them one time or not, maybe review them one time following the week that I wrote them down. But after that, I'm not doing anything with them. Right. So if I take, if I take these notes and turn them into quotes, 
I should just share, I should kind of send this out to people. And I said, what's a better way to do that than with the app? So the content of the quotes are pretty much, they come from where I may, I may have heard them in a, at a graduation ceremony or in a conversation or during a church sermon or via watching YouTube videos or watching interviews of people. So the, the content is, is very interesting how I was able to build the content as far as the quotes. The music uh, aspect is just pretty much music that I I listen to on a daily or where I find motivation. A lot of times when we talk talk about music, it's not just the beat. People are actually telling their story through the music. They're giving you quotes and motivation. Right. So we're pulling quotes and saying, hey, and they say, wait, where did that come from? Like, that's actually in that song. Right. <laughs> that's in the song there. And as far as the videos, the videos, I pretty much, I reach out to various people or all, I reach out to all kinds of people who are willing to be open and share their story. And that's where, um, like I said, I started this last, I started doing the interviews in March. So we've been doing interviews ever since where we're kind of going out to interview the people, have them share their story and be, and pro just be some so sort of motivation to someone who may have, may be in the same shoes as them who want to succeed. Great, great, great. That's wonderful. What do you see I shall be being in terms of a business in the next, say, say two, five, or even 10 years from now? What, what's your vision for the future of your business? So the cool thing about I shall be, which it was not even our intentions. Our intention was to focus on encouraging people to speak positive things into existence. That was the main point, right? But along this amazing journey is that we've been centered, we've been kind of focusing on mental health. So you will probably see more of us talking about mental health and health and wellness in the next five to 10 years. Um, it will still be an app, but I do see us branching off into becoming more of not just an app, but more of a, a wellness center um, of some sort. Okay. Where it's pretty much always say like a lot of times we don't, we all, people like call me silly and goofy because I'm always laughing, but laughing is so good for the soul when you kind of laugh about a joke or something. And then I always say like, I, I was laughing all day about something that happened on my trip to Toronto um, this weekend. And that, that, you know, you have to have those type of, you have to have that type of energy and vibe because you never, that laugh can carry on to help you get through your week. Right. You know, so that's where I see I shall be. It's just pretty, we're going to be centered around, of course, the app and the events, but we're going to try to branch out to become more than just those two things. Excellent. I love to hear it. I love it. I think that that is great. I think that between the, all of the things you plan on doing in the near future, that's going to be great for a lot of people around here. I think, um, and specifically in our area, you know, not to, be exclusive to anyone else in any other part of the country or the world, but Detroit has a lot of its own issues. And I think something like this can help a lot of Detroiters, a lot of Michiganders, you know, a lot of Metro Detroiters, because, you know, we all need a push every now and then. An encouraging word can go a long way. You know, one, one or two encouraging sentences could change somebody's life for the rest of their lives. And I think I shall be is going to, is a great success. And I shall declare that I shall be will be great, Miss Tinsley. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to wrap it up at this point. Shelby, it was a great pleasure to have you on the podcast. I really appreciate you. Um, and before we, we go, can you please give us some contact information on how to reach out to you and your team? Oh, yes. Yeah. So 
we I shall be is on all social media platforms as I shall be two underscores. You can check us out on our website as well on at www.ishallbe.co, not com, .co. Okay. And you as well, you can always email me directly at info at ishallbe.co as well. I'm very prompt at responding. Um, as well, you can reach out if you want to reach out to me on social media. I'm I shall be Ruth, which is the correct spelling of my name is S H E L B Y. So I shall be Ruth, and that's how you can reach out to me. Feel free to email me, send me a direct message. I'm there. Well, most excellent. Well, thank you, Shelby, again so much for being on the podcast. And for all of you out there listening, you heard it here first. Shelby Tinsley, I shall be the motivational, inspirational app to move you through your day. Please check it out on your app store or Google Play or whatever device you have. Please look, do a search, check out the website, watch the content, folks. I've seen some of the videos myself, and they are great. Great motivational tools by good young people that are really doing some positive things. And with that being said, thank you all for listening to the Doers Network. I'm Donald Robinson, the second, your host. And you're listening to the Doers Network, where actives grow and thrive. Well, there you have it, folks. You've been listening to our interview with Shelby Tinsley, founder and creator of I Shall Be. You can check out I Shall Be on most major social media platforms under I-S-H-A-L-L-B-E underscore underscore. And also for more information, you can go to the website www.ishallbe.co. If you want to reach Shelby directly, you can email her at info, that's info, at ishelby.co. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Bamboo Detroit, located in the heart of downtown Detroit. Bamboo Detroit specializes in co-working space and amenities for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers. Bamboo Detroit, where we do more together because Detroit is for doers. We appreciate your support by subscribing to our podcast right here on the Doers Network. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Doers Podcast, where actives grow and thrive. The Doers Podcast is produced by Bamboo Detroit Network. For more information, visit us at bamboodetroit.com.